I am joined here with Amber Hobber, better known to her sixth grade students as Miss Hobber. Mrs. Hobber. Miss. Or teacher. Or teacher, correct. <laughs> Amber loves to teach, to run, to read, and to be a good friend. Did you like my use of parallelism? That was, that was good. Yeah, Thank I like the alliteration, the Thank running you. and reading and... Yes. Good job. I'm trying to work on my grammar skills that you have to teach you, <laughs> sixth grade students. You're doing great. So thank you, Amber, for being here and giving me the chance to interview you. I am very excited to be here. Thanks for being here. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so my first segment of this interview, I like to call rapid fire. Oh, dear. <laughs> it is exactly like it sounds. Short questions that require short answers. All right. Okay. So the first one, your favorite musical artist? That one's hard. I it's don't know if one. I have a favorite artist. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate Andy Grammer, Andy Grammer and Carrie Underwood and We Three. Are my, the, they're my jam right now. I love that. Yep. Okay. Next one, something you can't live without. Chocolate ice cream. Chocolate ice cream. Cool. And then last, rapid fire, favorite teacher growing up? Favorite teacher growing up. I loved my fifth grade teacher, Mrs. Riggs, my third grade teacher, Mrs. Hagen, and my sixth grade teacher, Mrs. Craven. Perfect. I'm so glad Sorry, that, that you was three answers. <laughs> uh, choose one. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I love that you remember their names. I couldn't tell you my teachers beyond. And my high school statistics teacher, Mrs. Stores. Okay. Yep. Good. Sorry. Yeah, yes. No, those are good names. teachers. Yeah. Okay. So, now I'd like to enter the next segment, the actual interview. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> cool. First, I'd like to touch on teaching. Yeah. So, with those names that you just talked about, mm -hmm. what did you admire in those teachers? Um, I just remember loving being in their class. Okay. Um, I remember specifically in my sixth grade class, like, my teacher's daughter came in and taught us sign language, and I thought that was so cool. Yeah. And I remember I got in trouble once for passing notes. But, like, that was just one time. And yeah. I've seen my sixth grade teacher since. I saw her probably two or three years ago, and she, like, remembered me. She knew my name. She knew, like, what I was doing. We had had, like, interaction when I was in high school. So it was just really cool. Like, she cared about me, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Very good answers. Would you say that your experiences with them helped lead you to the path of teaching? Um, I think I never planned on being a teacher. That was not... That was not, like, the plan. Okay. And especially, I think, because my mom is a teacher, my grandma's a teacher, my aunt's a teacher, my cousin teaches, my brother teaches, my sister... Like, everybody teaches in my family. And so, for me, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to go to med school, or I'm going to be a nurse. Yeah. And I think what really, like... I don't know. Like, yes, I think definitely they influenced it. Once I got to a point where I was like, okay, maybe I'll teach, like knowing that good teachers like that can make a difference and just knowing that they loved me and that i don't know like yes yeah. yes yes <laughs> yes in a way in yeah. a very indirect yeah. way they did yeah okay cool and do you have you learned from those teachers that you have and apply those things you learned oh, for to? sure okay yeah definitely what are some of those things um i think back like for example something i do with my kids is every week <clears throat> they have 10 spelling words, mm. but they have 10 like Greek and Latin stems. 
I remember when I was in sixth grade, we had to learn all the Greek and Latin stems. Mm -hmm. And like as an adult, they're so useful. Like when I had to go learn Spanish, right. if I didn't know what a word meant, but it had a stem in it, I was like, oh, like I can figure that word out. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so now like I make my sixth graders do it and it is something that I love even though they hate because I know like how useful it is to me as a person. You know yeah. what I mean? No, yeah, totally. Um, I think back to like things that they did with us or like mostly just like the way that like the memories, the way that I recall them. Does that make sense? Like the way that I remember them is like that they were awesome. Yeah. They loved teaching or maybe they didn't but they made me feel like they did right do you know what i mean yeah and they had energy in the classroom and they loved me as a person and so that's like what i remember you seek to <clears throat> make good memories for your students yeah and they bring that good feeling to right. them okay. which is something i feel like i try and focus on in my classroom is like like you know that saying that like people aren't gonna remember what you do or like what you say but they'll remember how you made them feel yeah and i feel like that like, I feel like that's true. And so I try and remember that, like, especially when my kids are, like, driving me crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just want to, like, what the heck are you doing? Yeah. Just, like, to take a step back. <clears throat> and, like, like, even though, yes, they do need to be disciplined or whatever, but, like, help them feel like they're valuable and, like, they're loved. Help them feel valuable. That is great. I love that. Okay, cool. So you had a lot of great experiences with teachers growing up, <clears throat> but would you ever say that you felt misunderstood by some of your teachers? Um, that's a very good question. I think I was one of those kids who was kind of like, could have been seen as like a teacher's pet mm. in some cases. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like I got along with most of my teachers pretty well. Actually, actually, mm -hmm. yes. Okay. I do feel like I was misunderstood. Okay. In my 11th grade Spanish class. Uh-huh. It was Spanish, like, I don't know, it was like I was getting concurrent enrollment credit from the university, okay. taking it in high school, my junior year. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't done super well on some of my tests, just, it was hard. Yeah. And I went into my teacher at the end of the term, and I was like, hey, I am so close to having an A, like, can you give me extra credit? Is there anything I can do? Yeah. And there were people in there getting extra credit, like doing stuff to turn in for extra credit, right? Yeah. And she basically gave me this lecture and she was like, you know what? She was like, having an A is not the most important thing in the world. And she was like, mm. you know, my daughter applied to BYU and she didn't have straight A's and she got in. But like her friend applied to BYU and had straight A's and didn't get in. She was like, so you know what? It's not the end of the world. And yeah. I think you getting an A minus is really going to help your character. Like it'll build your character and it'll be really good for you. And I was like... You don't get to decide that for me. Mm. I mean, obviously she kind of did. She was my teacher. And that was the only A minus I ever got yeah. ever in high school, like ever leading up to that point. Yeah. And I just was like frustrated because I was like, okay, it's not, I guess it wasn't about like having straight A's to go to college. I mean, it kind of was, but it was also like that, that's who I was. Like I was Amber and I got straight A's in school. Yeah. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Yeah. Do you feel so that teacher in that instance I would say was playing God in a, yeah, in a sense. Yeah. Yeah, I she don't like, like to use that term, but No, but you, like she was Exactly. Yeah. Acting as if you were a puppet. Yes. Manipulating your To teach me a lesson. To teach you a lesson. Did you have other teachers do that? Um you know, that was the only teacher that I felt like I had a problem with. Okay. I think other maybe I just blocked him out yeah, of my definitely. memory. That's one memory where you <clears throat> really felt slighted by yeah. the teacher. Yeah. Okay. In that instance, you were misunderstood. What do you do to make sure that 
your students feel that they are understood? Um, yeah, you know, even just the other day, uh-huh. like two days ago, my kids came back from art. They hate the art teacher. Mm. They loathe the art teacher. Like, I kid you not, every week on Tuesday, they come back and they're like, art was terrible. Yeah. And they get a rating from the teacher from one to five. One being terrible, five being great. And I always tell them, if you get a five, you can have five minutes of extra recess, whatever. And so they come back and they had gotten like a three or four, so not terrible. But they were like going off and off about the art teacher and... They were like, well, the art teacher, like, she says we're never going to succeed in life. Which we talked about one time, and it was because they weren't paying attention, and she told them if they don't pay attention, they're not going to succeed. Not wrong, but, like, you can't tell 12-year-olds they're not going to be successful. You know what I mean? And they were like, well, she says we can talk, and then she says we can't talk, and she gets mad at us for talking. And I'm like, well, then you can't talk. because, Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so basically they were, like, going on, and I try to, like, let them, I always ask them what happened, you know, and I let them, like, express it. But then, like, I just was so frustrated with them. And I was like, you know what, you guys? I was like, you just got to suck it up. Like, you got to act like 12-year-olds, and you can choose to either have a good attitude for the rest of the year, and you will go to art. I was like, or you will go to art, and you'll have a bad attitude. I was like, it's up to you. And I just kind of, like, shut them down. And then we, like, went through the rest of reading time, and I just kind of felt bad because I felt like I had, like, kind of, like, pushed away, like... Not kind of like invalidated their concerns right. and everything they were saying. And so before we went out to recess, I was like, hey, like, I just want to apologize. I was like, I want you to know that I hear you. Like, yeah. I know that you don't like the art teacher, and I know that sometimes it's hard and it's frustrating. And I was like, but she is your teacher while you're at art. And so, like, you just you need to learn to respect her or at least put up with it for half an hour once a week. You know what I mean? And so I just, I always try to tell them, like, I hear you or like give them the option to tell me. Like, before I jump to conclusions. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I think that's a great way of doing it. Honestly, I think that's great. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. Cool. And so, the level of understanding from, you know, the student's end, do you feel like they don't understand you as a teacher? Um, I mean, obviously, there's things they don't get because they're 12-year-olds, but right. I try to be very open with them. Gotcha. And I try to, like, tell them, like, oh, this is what... Like, this is what I have to do in order for you to do this. Or, like, we can't do this because I have to do this. Or, like, as a teacher. Like, Mm -hmm. for example, they want me to do the splits for them. And they were like, just wear leggings tomorrow. And I was like, I can't wear leggings. Mm -hmm. And they were like, what do you mean you can't wear leggings? I was like, I can't even wear jeans to work. Like, I have to dress professionally. Right. Right? And they were like, well, that's stupid. And I was like, yeah, it is stupid. (laughs) (laughs) But then today, one of them was like, why do teachers have to dress professionally? And they, like, ask about it. You know what I mean? Or, like, the other day, like, we're supposed to have a visitor come to our classroom, and they canceled. And so I was like, okay, give me a second to figure something out, you know. Mm -hmm. And they were like, well, just let us finish the movie. And I was like, no, I can't let you finish the movie. And they're like, well, why not? And I was like, because I can't. Like, as a teacher, you need to learn, and that doesn't involve just watching Ratatouille. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So I try to be very open with them about, like, what I think. Well, for the most part, what I think and what I feel and what is required of me mm-hmm. and what I have to do as a teacher so that they understand gotcha. and can kind of try to understand. Yeah. So if you had to boil it down to one thing that you wish they understood about you, what would that thing be? Um, I think that I would want them to know that I love them and I want what's best for them. And even though that's not 
what they always think, even though that means I make them do math every day. Like, yeah. it is because I love them and I want them to learn and become successful. Exactly. Not become, but be successful. Be successful. Know? Yeah. That's beautiful. That honestly is. I appreciate that in <laughs> you. Because I don't know if every teacher I had had the same intention. Maybe yeah. they did. But I didn't really feel it like that. Right. Which is the goal. The goal is to make them feel that. Exactly. You know? And I'm sure they do feel that. They, I hope so. Yeah. They're 12-year-olds. They'll learn. So, we have only talked about you and your teaching. But before we move to, on to other things about you as an individual, mm-hmm. do you feel that people sometimes attribute too much of your individuality to you being a teacher? I definitely felt that in college. Mm. I felt like, you know, you would meet someone. Hi, I'm Amber. Oh, John, nice to meet you. What are you studying? Oh, I'm an L.A. major. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, that's so cool. You know what I mean? And it was like, I don't know. I just kind of felt like there is a stereotype that goes along with being a teacher. Mm -hmm. And I don't always, like, I I think I kind of tried to, like, be different than the stereotype. Does that make sense? And, like, kind of... Be like, yeah, I understand that that's a stereotype, but I'm different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where, like, I mean, obviously I fit the stereotype a little bit because I'm a teacher. But um, since graduating, I think, I don't know, or maybe just getting older, like, mm-hmm. now I tell people I'm a teacher, and a lot of times they'll be like, oh, wow, like, that's awesome. And they'll ask yeah. how it's been during COVID. And, like, I don't know. But I feel like definitely there is, like, a mindset, like, oh, you're a teacher? Like, that, like... There's this whole... I mean, you can't see me. There's this whole, like... Uh, I don't know. I guess, like, stereotype that goes with it. You know yeah. what I mean? Okay. And you feel that you fit the stereotype to an extent? Um, I feel like... This might sound weird. I feel like, as an adult, being a teacher... Like, yes, I fit the stereotype to an extent. I felt like when I was in college, uh-huh. there was a different... Like, yes, a stereotype, but there was, like, a stereotype to being a girl in the L.A. major. Gotcha. And I felt like... I tried to be very different from that. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. Would you say that you wanting to be different is part of your personality of wanting to stand out? Um, that's a great question. Yeah. I think that me wanting to be different, I think it was because for so long I didn't want to be a teacher. Uh-huh. That was not like, and so I think it was me trying to still be true to like who I thought myself was. Does that make sense? No, yeah. Or how I saw myself as a person who like, yes, I'm interested in learning other things. Yes, I'm interested in like, yeah, I wanted to go to med school, for example. You know what I mean? And like, and so I think that's kind of part of what that was. Like I wasn't there because I was that personality and, but I was there because I felt like it was what I should do. But I feel like I have shifted from that because I do feel like it's where I should be now and I feel like it is like what I should be doing and I love it yeah okay yeah I like that what would you say how do you think other people perceive you in a like in a teaching aspect I would say in another broad general aspect how other people perceive me um okay like like my close people or just like someone that I don't know either I think people close to me would perceive me as I don't know I think loyal and caring but also just kind of like like I tend to put things off to like mm-hmm. the very just like 
always going. Mm. Like, I feel like, like I, I like to do it all. Mm. You know what I mean? And I think that I can do it all. And so I will like book myself to the max. Yeah. And be like, oh, it's like, it's fine. Like this will go until 630. And then that starts at 645. And then like, I don't know. Just like very busy. I like to be busy. Okay. I, so I think they would, per, I, I know others perceive me as busy, yeah. which I also kind of hate that. Like, oh, I'm busy, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't like people to feel like I'm too busy for them. Right. But I think definitely people would perceive me as busy. I think people perceive me as, I don't know. That's, that's all I got. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I noticed that you brought positive things, but not so positive things in how people perceive you. Yeah. Would you say that's a reflection of your character and wanting to grow and be better by being aware of those things that aren't positive? Um, yes. And also I, I... I don't want to be like, oh, this is how people perceive me just positively because then I feel awkward. Gotcha. Um, but yes, definitely. I think, I mean, not like people don't always perceive just the positive things about you. Yeah. And so I think it's good to be aware of like negative things so that you can work on them. Okay. And you do that as well in your teaching, kind of like how you explain yes. to your students how you were sorry and yes. you want to be better. Yeah. So that's great. That's yeah. honestly very good. <laughs> so with perceptions Mm -hmm. how do you think how would you describe yourself when you were 18 um when I was 18 I had it all figured out Mm -hmm. or at least I thought I did Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like I was gonna go off to school I was dating a kid at the time Mm -hmm. and like we were both gonna go on missions we were gonna come home get married I knew exactly how everything was gonna work out you know what I mean like I was 18 years old I was gonna be a nurse I was gonna I don't know. Do all the things. Yeah. Um, I think also... I don't know. I... I don't know that I was, like, very disciplined with anything. Like, not very consistent with habits. That's something that I still feel like I'm terrible at, but I feel like I'm better at it now than I was when I was 18. Gotcha. You know what I mean? I sometimes think I was more social when I was 18. Not more social, but just more extroverted. Like, I... Yeah, like in high school, I always, I just, I feel like I had a lot of friends. Like I knew a lot of people. There were a lot of people that I would have considered close friends um, in a lot of different circles. Yeah. And that changed a lot as I came to college. And that's been something weird to kind of like, like for a while in college, I didn't necessarily consider myself a super social person. Gotcha. And so like when I was 18, definitely. Okay. And why do you think that shift happened? From extroversion to introversion. Yeah, yeah, I think um, I think just coming like transitioning from like in high school, I was like, I had like some of the best grades. I had the lead role in the musical. I was in choir. I had all my friends. Like, I just was confident and comfortable where I was at, and I felt right. like I was at the top of the pack. You know, what I mean, maybe a little like prideful there. Yeah. And then coming to BYU, it was like, oh, everybody plays piano. Oh, everybody has a great singing voice. Mm. Oh, everybody's got good grades. You know what I mean? And so it was kind of like, whoa. And nobody that I knew from high school came to BYU. Gotcha. And so I was starting off brand new, meeting new people. Yeah. I don't know. And so... Kind of got lost in translation. Right. By, by transitioning to a place where you felt not mm. so special. Right. And I didn't feel like I had this big group of like friends or people that I was close with. Okay. 
until probably my sophomore year of college. And then I went on my mission and came back and, like, had to start all over. Do you know what I mean? Gotcha. Uh, because a lot of my friends had, like, graduated and got married and started having kids while I was on my mission because I left later than a lot of other people. And so that was, it was, like, it was weird. But I feel like probably in the last, like, year or two or so that I am, like... I'm, like, getting out again. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like I'm, like, butterflying again. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, like, figuring that out. So. Metamorphosis. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> In reverse and then the right way again. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Okay. So, you were explaining some things about how you've changed since you were 18. Mm-hmm. In what ways have you grown? Other ways. Yeah. I think <clears throat> since I was 18. Yeah. A lot. I feel like a very different person from when I was 18. Uh-huh. I feel like I, I'm i more aware of me and my space and how I affect others, mm. if that makes sense. Um, I wish I could say I'm better at managing my time, mm-hmm. but like I don't think I am. I think I still just, I don't know, do my thing. Um, I, I feel more comfortable with who I am. Okay. As a person, I have gone through things that have made me much closer to God and, like, really figured out more what my relationship with Him looks like and how I need to work on that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because I felt like up until I was 18, I mean, I was living at home. Mm -hmm. I have phenomenal parents and incredible family and had been through very few things that, like, made me think for me who I am and what I believe and what's important to me. That would test you. Yeah. And so I feel like in the last, what, eight years since I was 18, Yeah. I have, you know, like even just by virtue of being out of my parents' house and like having my own experiences, I have learned a, mo- a lot more about who I am and what's important to me and what's important to God that I am. Does that make sense? Totally makes sense. You said that you're more comfortable with who you are. Yeah. Would you say that the person you were when you're 18, you described them as being very confident. Would you say that it was a sense of confidence that was founded on bad evidence or just being um, too innocent? Or I think, I think, so I guess there's like two visions of my 18-year-old self that gotcha. I'm thinking of. There's like my 18-year-old self that I was until I came to BYU. Yeah. And then my 18-year-old self that started at BYU right you know and so I feel like the one that I was until I came to BYU yes I was very confident my Mm -hmm. life was very maybe comfortable is a good word comfortable you know like had my friends had my had my boyfriend had like everything that I did my routines my like everything was there you know what I mean and then like starting BYU it was like whoa yeah and then like that first semester like broke up with my boyfriend and that was like a huge crumbling point in my life and I was it just was very like chaotic for a little bit and so I feel like now I am more confident just because I know maybe just because I've lived more like I know what I'm supposed to be doing you know what I mean like I have my career path whereas then it was like I didn't you know what I mean and I feel comfortable in like my body and who I am and like physically and I know that like I don't know does that make sense like it's because I feel like there's always so much pressure on girls like you need to look like this or you need to act like this 
And I feel like who I am now is much more comfortable with who I am compared to all of that. Right. That, and like I handle that better than maybe I did as an 18 year old. Exactly. You were okay with yourself because everything was working out. Right. Yeah. yeah. You were comfortable. And, I like how you differentiated the two. Yeah. Comfortability versus confidence. Yeah. And so now I feel like, I mean, sometimes I feel like my life is a disaster, but yeah. like I feel more confident in that I'm where I'm supposed to be and I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Gotcha. And I'm who or becoming who I need to be. You know what okay. I mean? Yeah. So that crumbling point that you spoke of, would you say that there's been a turning point or multiple turning points in your life that have <clears throat> led you to the person that you are today? 100%. Okay. Um, you know, people ask you that question, like, if you could change one thing in your life, what would it be? And I just, like, I, I feel like it is such a blessing to be able to look back on my life and, like, on specific hard experiences that I've had and be able to see not everything obviously because I like I'm not God I don't know his yeah. designs but like to maybe see a little bit how that influenced me or how that allowed me to help someone else or how that has helped me grow do you know what I mean mm. and so yeah definitely okay yeah. great wow so we've talked a lot about past versus the present going back from 18 to 25 right yeah so let's talk about relationships yeah would you say, oh, I will ask this broad question. Why have friends? Why have friends? Why have friends? Um, I think, first of all, like, life is not meant to be lived alone. You know what I mean? Um, and I think friends are, I don't know, I think friends are necessary. Like, something I've realized about myself in the last little bit is that I'm very much a people person. I love having my people around. Yes. I love knowing that... I have a support system. Mm -hmm. um, I love being there for people. And I think you learn from each other. I think you have fun together. I mm -hmm. think that like you bless each other's lives in a way that in ways that are different from how your family blesses your lives. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Totally. That's a very good answer. What do you value in other people that are in your life or maybe you just that you observe? Um, I definitely value loyalty and honesty and I think just like, um, like being genuine, genuine. you know what I mean? Okay. Like knowing that somebody is, is real with me, right. whether that's a coworker, a friend, whoever, Yeah. like knowing that they're being their true selves with me. Right. And therefore, like, honest and loyal and... I don't know. Also, I think... Well, yeah. Those things you value, have they always been things you value consistently through your life? Or has it been experiences that have caused you to value those things? Um, I think probably a little bit of both. A little bit of both. I think, like... Yeah, of course you want someone to be honest with you. But then I think having an experience where maybe you feel like someone wasn't super honest with you, like, strengthens that. Yeah. So I think both. I think also, like, that's the kind of friend I try to be to other people. Right. And so I kind of expect that in return. Okay. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, totally. You're talking about the kind of friend that you want to be. How do you show love to your friends? Um, I think for me, uh, like, the biggest thing is just being there for that. You know what I mean? Like, right. I will, like, I like to do it all, you know? And so if someone's like, hey, I need help doing this, like... Yeah, sure. 
I would love to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think also one way that I feel like I'm showing love to them is like knowing about them. You know, when it, like have like when they open up to me about things in their life that helps me feel like I'm being a good friend to them because they trust me enough to do that. Does that make sense? Totally. And trust is big in your relationships. Yeah. Is it a goal of yours? To trust yeah. and be trusted. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Cool. What ways do you like to receive love? Um, I think, so like thinking about like, what is it? They have like the, what are they? Like the five love languages. That's it. Thank you. The What's love, your love languages? languages. Yes. Um, my love languages are definitely physical touch and quality time. Okay. I think spending time with people like that means more to me than anything. And so, for example, mm-hmm. <laughs> the last person that I dated, it was like I could not get the time of day from him. Mm. It was like, oh well, I have this or I have tests and I can't talk on the phone even. And it was like, I felt completely like. What the heck are we even doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's a huge thing for me, just like spending time together. Okay. Yeah. And do you feel that the person that you want to end up with, that your guys' love languages need to match up? Or do you think there can be some non-crossover, I guess? I think... I think there can be some non-crossover as long as each one knows what the other's love language is and like values that and respects that and makes that possible for them. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So, like, maybe it'll be more complicated because maybe one is, like, words of affirmation and the other one is physical touch. Do you know what I mean? Which like, Exactly. But, like, I think you can make both happen if you, like, have that open communication and are, like, value the other one. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you, you put a lot of effort into your friends? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Would you say that you have a lot of good interpersonal skills? I think so. Which ones do you are you proud of? Um, I think. Like, do you have any specifically in mind? Like, yeah, I actually do. Okay. So, <laughs> the rest of the questions that I've asked uh-huh. have been from the perspective of somebody that wouldn't know you or just knows that you're a teacher. Okay. And knows your name. Yeah. But this question, I want to ask from a perspective of a person that I know you because I do know you. You know yeah. what I mean? So. I think you have many great admirable qualities. One of them being that you are a social mitigator. Would you agree with that? Uh, I think so. I think uh, another way to say that is a people pleaser. People pleaser. I would. <laughs> s- uh huh. Go. No, you go. I think people pleasing is one aspect of it, but also social mitigator is somebody that is able to be aware of attention or I'm uh, not attention, but attention in a room and mm-hmm. be able to shift it in a way that isn't so bad you know? yeah is to help the whole social group you see what i'm saying yeah i do okay thanks yes that's something i've noticed in you <laughs> that is something i've noticed that you are great at you are a social yeah. mitigator but you mentioned people pleaser you think yeah. you're a people person a people pleaser um i think it's something that i have been thinking a lot about this mm-hmm. year mostly because so i was taking personality tests the other day mm-hmm. And one of the questions is like, do you think about how your actions affect others before you do them yeah. or something to that effect? And I do because I just like, 
I know that while my actions, like I have my own intentions, I know that they affect other people. Mm. And I know that some, that sometimes can be misconstrued. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think I'm a people pleaser and the fact that I like to, I like to make, I like to keep people happy or at least not like mad at me. Because also, like, when there is conflict, I'm very much a talk-it-out kind of person. Like, a, oh, I can tell you're mad at me, so, like, let's sit down and talk it out. But, like, not everybody's like that. Yeah. So then it's like, hey, can we talk? Like, oh, I'm mad at you kind of thing. Um, I'm trying to be better at, like, not not just being a people pleaser. Like, I, I do, mm-hmm. I don't want to offend people. Yeah. But also, I'm trying to be better at making decisions for me. Okay. Because you want to be true to yourself. Yeah. And I think I can't, like, I I can't take responsibility for how other people are always going to react or feel, even though sometimes I think I can. Gotcha. Yeah. When you're having problems with another person, is it better to say too much or too little? Um, I think it is... I tend to word vomit. I'm always, I think, I, a say too much kind of person. Yeah. Because I would rather put it all out in the open and let that person know how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, not everybody's like that. You know what I mean? Right. Do you feel that's the best way to do things? For me, yes. For you, okay. Um, yeah, I would much rather sit down and talk it out and ask questions and like have everything out in the open. Yeah. Then, like, have there be some question or doubt or situation in which something could be misconstrued. Like, I hate, I hate misunderstandings. Uncertainty, maybe? Or, or just, just misunderstandings. Like, yeah, just okay. where, like, I mean, uncertainty, too. But, like, just where, like, you, like, maybe you have good intentions and you do one thing and somebody else sees it, like, right. totally terrible. Like, the, it just makes me, like, sick. Yeah. I hate misunderstandings. And so I think I would rather just, like, say it all, you know? Exactly. Okay. And is there any other interpersonal skills that you feel that you're good at? Um, I, th- I think maybe, like, I don't know. I've always just said, like, I'm good at making friends. So I think maybe making people feel like they matter. Making, the f- making people feel like they matter. Yeah, like, which could go along with, like, listening or, like, responding genuinely maybe i don't know yeah essentially would it be fair to say that you show that you understand them i try to okay and you do that by listening and yes genuinely responding to what they say yes being genuine in general trying to be yes okay cool yeah gotcha hi katie Last question I have for you. Okay. This is the very last one. Okay. <laughs> I think this will tie a perfect bow on it. Okay. <laughs> so, you mentioned uh, one thing that you want to be better at. Not people please so much. Mm-hmm. Is there any other things that you want to work on and grow in? Oh, all the things. All the things. Any, any ones you're willing to share? Yeah. Um, something I want to be better at is like putting my priorities first. Okay. And so, because I think I was... I was, like, doing Come Follow Me or something the other day. And one of my friends said she was, like, you know, my relationship with Christ is the most important relationship in my life. So, yeah, I'm going to work on it every day. And I was, like, dang. And I was, like, wow, like, that's also the most important relationship in my life. But how often do I 
get into bed at 11.30 at night and then say I'm going to pull out my scriptures for 10 minutes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I think just, like, like if my priority is the gospel, then, like, making time for that. Or if my priority is my job and my kids, then, like, putting that first. You know what I mean? Totally. Um, I think also... So that's definitely something I want to work on. Which kind of goes along with, like, time management. Because... There's so many things I want to do, like books I want to read and shows I want to watch and people I want to be with, and I'm, mm-hmm. I don't do it all, you know. Right, right. So, yeah, those would be a couple. Those would be a couple. Yeah. Those were great answers. Thank you. In conclusion. Yeah. Thank you so much for letting me ask all these things. Yeah, thank you. I guess a good final final answer, a question is: yes. Is there anything else that you would like people to know about you or oh things you would like to share? That's a very broad question. Very. Um. Things you feel that weren't said already. I don't think so. Nothing? Um, I just had major deja vu, however. Really? That's a little crazy. Just now? Just now, yeah. Okay. Um, but... I... Yeah, yeah, give me a second. Yeah. Like, if I could share one bit of knowledge with the world... Not that this is going to go to the world, but, like, what would it be? Mm-hmm. Um... I think just to do what you're supposed to do and trust that things are going to work out. Trust. Yeah. I love that. I'm joined here with Amber Haber. <laughs> she is a person that <laughs> wants to understand you, and she will be understood. I'm John Blotter, and this is Everyday People. Thank you. <laughs>